The Arizona Coyotes are inching closer to finding their new arena, as Coyotes president has said that they're really close and uh, they'll be announcing relatively soon. Plus, a little preview for the Arizona Coyotes versus the Colorado Avalanche. All on today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Locked On Coyotes, number one daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account. Use the code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. I'm Robin Leonio. Matthew Jacobson still off this week. He's on vacation, getting some well-deserved vacation. So I'm bringing on some guests: Carl Pavlock, former co-host of Locked On Coyotes and manager of FiverHowling.com, joining us in today's episode. Carl, welcome back to the show. Thanks. It's great to be back. It's good to have you. Uh, as uh, as we're looking at the different, I, I, we were talking, you know, talking about the differences between <laughs> between the uh, the team that you and I covered when you were a co-host versus the team that we have now. It is a it is like a night and day difference. A lot more of an exciting team to watch. It's definitely an exciting team. Uh, it is a bit of a surprise to see like kind of who is performing well and and what is happening. Uh, I remember. Because I, I think I stopped like not long after the season ended, uh, yeah. and I was I was right before, more... like before the election. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I was I was a lot more pessimistic about what the state of the team was going to be because they traded off so many kind of key people. There didn't really seem to be a plan for a lot of it, but I think that general manager Bill Armstrong made a number of moves in the off season that have really kind of revitalized the team in a way. Like the acquisitions of, of Jersey, signing uh, Kerfoot, Zucker. Uh, Matt Dumba hasn't been playing up to where I'd like him to be playing, but I do think that there's potential for something more there. Like this, this team is definitely a better team than we got to see when we were covering it for two years. Oh yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I'm glad you mentioned Kerfoot because he was one of the three stars that I had on with uh, with Mike Gould, and uh, and and I feel like he's kind of like not even though it's not it's not full time, but he for part of the time he's kind of filling in uh, nicely as to kind of help while Barrett Hayton is injured uh, to center. Uh, uh, Keller and Schmaltz. Uh, Cooley's also doing that as well. So it's kind of like a rotate between Cooley and, and, uh, and Kerfoot up there um, at times. So uh, you'll see them, but Kerfoot's doing well up there. And I feel like, and he's, he's no matter where he's put, so I feel like he's slotting in pretty nicely. Yeah. Like I absolutely want Barrett Hayton to be back as soon as possible. 100%. Uh, provided it doesn't like, you know, prolong an injury. I don't want him to get rushed, but like when he's ready, I think he should, like step in and take that Cooley, I think has been good. Uh, the um, I think it was against Vegas, like the move he did at the boards to, to get the puck up to what was it? Schmaltz then Keller. Um, if I'm remembering that play correctly was, was really good. I want more of that, but it's a lot to expect from a 19 year old. Like 
to be against the top competition in the NHL. You want him to, you know, have a little bit of an easy season, like put him against the third line, not, not necessarily like the people that Keller and Schmaltz are facing. So there's something that makes sense in having Kerfoot do that. Yeah. And, and, and it just really helps Cooley, especially since again, he's a younger guy, but I mean, Cooley's get making strides. I mean, like he's, I mean, he's been looking good most, you know, for a good part of the season already. But now he's taking more shots. He's starting to look more confident and comfortable out there. And I feel like that's going to end. Everything is going to start rounding out pretty pretty quickly here. Yeah. I, I would have been shocked if Cooley kind of like stepped in and immediately was the Coyotes' top center. Like that's just not really the way it works. Like it, it takes time to adjust to a different level of game. It takes time to kind of like adjust to the season as a whole, like to your line mates, like all of this takes time. So like I, I'm, I per- personally see Cooley as like on just the right track. I wish he was doing more. I wish he like kind of was better five on five, but he's getting there. Like you said. Yeah. We're about a quarter way through the season. Any other observations that you had, you've made like through um, this team? Cause there's, I mean, I mean, there could be a lot. Cause like the, I, I mean, like, like we've, like you've already said this. I mean, there's a lot of players who have impressed, and Bill Armstrong's made all the right moves. Yeah, um, kind of two players I want to highlight because I did just do uh, uh, an article about like how my thoughts twenty games in on five for howling. Um, two that don't get nearly enough attention: uh, Michael Carcone, uh, who again had a two goal night, like Phenomenal. really good, uh, and Lawson Kraus has like absolutely stepped up his game is doing some like really good stuff with uh Michelli and Bugstad. I really love that line. I love kind of Kraus as the as the trigger man. Um and you know I, I don't necessarily see either of those players getting the same attention. Um Kraus more so like because I think a lot of people kind of recognize that he is just a really good power forward. Um but right. he is like I think he was on he was on pace for a 40 goal season. I don't think he's going to get that, but like could he be getting his first 30 goal season? Who who knows. It's certainly possible. And I think that's definitely something to to watch out for. And again as this as this team just slowly gets better, um they could be a bubble team. The heck, people like there are some predictions out there that were earlier in the season where the Coyotes make the second wild card spot this year, which yeah. isn't out of the realm. I don't think it's going to happen, but isn't out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> yeah. I think my opinion going into the season was like, if they're still competing in like early March, the team is like on the right path. Absolutely. Well, we're going to continue talking on locked on coyotes. The Arizona coyotes president is saying that we're getting closer to a, a an arena announcement. Uh, that's what we can, we can dive into some speculation, maybe see what we're going to, you know, what we can get out of it. Plus, The Coyotes play the Avalanche, so we're going to talk about that as well. Uh, But first, we're going to take a quick word from our sponsors on today's show. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. I know so many of you guys get so frustrated by uh, just the the way, the the, the experience that you have to get for buying tickets, whether it's uh, these, the deals are bad, you get surprised by these fees after you hit checkout. The seats you get are actually not what you expected. There's a lot of different frustrations that can come to mind. Game Time is the app that goes and t- takes everything and 
fixes it for upcoming events in your area. You can easily get tickets. All you got to do is that they, they have last minute deals, flash, flash deals, zone deals. Easy to find and buy tickets for all kinds of events in areas, whether it's a sports event, a concert, a comedy show, whatever you might want to watch. You can see the seats from the venue. Uh, when you buy a ticket, they have the low price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and even my favorite part is all-in pricing. They show your total upfront so you know that you're going to get a deal without the hidden fees, and you can buy your tickets in seconds with just two Tap. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code Locked On NHL. That's L O C K E D O N N H L for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Once again, thanks everyone for making Locked On Coyotes your first listen every day. We are free and available everywhere you get your podcasts. Also, be sure to check us out on SiriusXM and also ad-free on Amazon Music. Uh, Carl, let's continue on this episode. As we talk about, you know, last night, or I guess now, I guess two nights ago when everyone, most everyone's going to be listening to this episode, um, Javier Gutierrez has uh, kind of went on on um, on note to say, on record to say that the arena announcement is coming very soon. Um and it seems that the expectation is probably by the end of this calendar year um, that we're getting really close, maybe even sooner. I mean, like, I guess in, I guess we're only a month away. We're only like a month from the end of the calendar year. So it could be within this next range. Um, it is happening really, really soon. And I think the speculation from everybody has ramped up. Everyone's guessing on where it is. I want to and I'll say about 90 percent of people are probably wrong <laughs> what you think my idea that it's going to be on top of camelback mountain is incorrect i know i mean that'd be, that'd be fun but I, that that is definitely incorrect you know i, I do like the idea of of, of, of digging, digging into yeah. digging into camelback mountain that would be pretty cool that that would be like an environmental disaster and i would you know hate it as a person but i'd be like Man, I'm going to every single game. Like, give me season tickets. I want to go in the supervillain there, turn to Rita. <laughs> that would, honestly, though, like, can only imagine what that would like. You know, the uh, everything that would entail. If that would actually be the case. So obviously, you know, that's uh, that was all a joke and, and all in fun. Um, but I think a lot of things are coming out slowly. Of we're figuring out exactly where it's going to be, um, and I think. Everything is based off what we knew already, right? So the 101 corridor, right? Following along the 101. I think that's the most important part because that's going to get ease of access for everybody in the Valley, whether you're on the West Valley or the East Valley. Yeah. I mean, maybe not as much easy access on the West Valley, but we, we knew that it was going to be a more East Valley-centric location. It is further East. Um, and I think even still, like, so my... And 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 I and I obviously I you know I, I we can't say exactly which spot because there's a lot of difference again there's a lot of different possibilities here, um, but you know I think from the understanding of what we're getting like I think people a lot of people are saying it's going to be like because like that East Valley like East Valley along the 101 I don't think it's going to go delve too far south into like um, Mesa yeah because I feel like. Like I, I, as much as I love that Mesa spot, like I mean, like 
I mean, I just moved into a new apartment, um, Carl, and there's, uh, <laughs> and I, my new apartment is literally just about like two blocks away from where the, um, that supposed uh, LOI of uh, yeah. land purchase was uh, was set for. So I was like, you know what? If they built there, I won't complain. I get to freak. I get to just, I'll just like bike to the bike to the games and no issues. You know, it'd be pretty cool. Or I mean, it was the games. It was the same with me and like being close to the light rail. Like I'm like, I live close to the light rail. This would be very convenient for me. Uh, and unfortunately, that doesn't look like it's going to be the case. Uh, it's weird because you know, we observe this so long and it becomes like very important to us um, because we are covering the team and we need to know like what's going on, what the time frame is. Yeah. And it does feel like this was always kind of the time frame that we were going to look at. And then that LOI happened and everyone's like, Oh, maybe it's going to be sooner. Mm-hmm. But no, it's that it, it just, it just was uh some smoke and mirrors, you yeah. know, it's just, you know, uh, essentially, it's kind of like, you know, putting us aside because at the time they were still looking at multiple sites. Yeah. But from our understanding is right now, practically, they are down to one site and they are just finalizing the the initial details of the deal before making the announcement of. So the next announcement will be the site. There's no going to be, hey, we have another potential spot. These are our three options. No, the next one is going to be the spot. And I feel like that is, uh, I think, comforting for Coyotes fans to know that this thing is almost over. (laughs) I mean, it's not. It's never over until it's over. But it is kind of, it's good that at this point, we seem to be on schedule and they're going to give us like a finalized location. Like, this is it. This is this is what we're going to make work, um, because you know, as fun as it was to be like, "Hey, let's speculate." These are like kind of some of the sites that we were looking at. This is a letter of intent to purchase land. This is kind of what we're seeing. Like that got old really quick, and was just like, just just tell us I what mean, it actually is. Yeah, I mean, like that, let's take a look back at you know over the summer, like shortly after the election, you know, like. Um, Matt and I were going through like a million different possibilities. You know, we're like, oh, what about near Talking Stick Resort by Arizona Boardwalk, by where the Phoenix Rising used to play, by um, at, like on the side of Fiesta Mall, yeah. that uh, right next to Riverview is the spot where you know the the LOI and you know was 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 uh, supposed supposedly. Um, some people were like, Hey, why not just go to Madhouse and McDowell, which never was going to happen? Why not move in with foot at the in the footprint center? Have Matt Ishby buy it out? There were like every single option that was literally brought forward. We're just like, Nope, 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 nope. Like, you can like think about it how many different options we went through. Um, so when you know, as as we're getting closer, like, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty confident, I feel pretty confident that this spot is uh is going to be it and it's going to be the one um it's just we'll we'll see we'll see what 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 uh, all the fans think about it so i am not i don't know the location I, I i don't even have a guess really so i'm not confident in that what i am confident in is that the coyotes organization learned their lesson from tempe 
Um, yes, that's the big one. Because ultimately, like, I, I do wonder, like, what would have happened if they treated that election differently? Um, we, we talked about it because we were covering the team together when it happened. And at the time, I'm like, okay, this is kind of, I see the strategy. I don't know if it's going to work, but I see that there is a coherent strategy here. And ultimately, it, it wasn't done correctly. Uh, which is kind of why I'm surprised that Gutierrez is still with the team. Like you, you mess up that bad. Like there's a potential yeah. he could have been fired for that. But you know that is a learning experience ultimately. And you're like, can't do that again. Really don't want to do that again. Yeah. Uh, no more elections. Heck, even they're even trying to avoid as many civil proceedings as possible. Yeah. So like, because you don't want to have to go through any of that. I think that's the big that's that's the absolute biggest thing. Is there going to be legal challenges? It's a possibility. It's always a possibility. Someone's going to be a, there's going to be some angry citizen because this is Arizona for for all we know. It's going to be like, hey, I don't like this. I'm going to sue, and then it's going to and it's going to create some mucky waters. But at the end of the day, they're you know it's going to be a lot easier of a path than the uh, than this Tempe deal was supposed to be. Yeah. Um, which I mean, you can you can expect a lawsuit. Like I, I don't think we were expecting the airport to be suing over like the arena site. Like that was not something that uh, I know I I didn't consider, um, and also something I found very shady. Um, there's a lot about that thing, that whole thing that I find distasteful, and I'm sure that the Coyotes organization found a lot of it distasteful too. Ultimately, like arenas are are a thing, like, and there is like a a format for how they get built, and it doesn't make a lot of people happy, but it can happen, and there's always ways to overcome challenges, both kind of legally and by like proactively doing good things and making sure that your ducks are all in a row that. You know, everything's lined up, all the I's are dotted, all the T's are crossed. Things that, you know, they learned once. Gotta do all this. They, yeah. they better not have to learn that lesson again. One thing I will say is uh you I, I can guarantee the airport will not be in even close to an issue on this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is, you know, watch freaking Scottsdale Airport is like, we're an airport too. We have restrictions on no. stuff mm -mm. no i don't even know no. where scottsdale airport is i just i just I'm vaguely aware that they have one yeah yeah they 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 they, they have one but yeah i think it's like I private planes mostly. it's like private like small smaller aircrafts yeah yeah not like mesa's whose airport is like just middle of nowhere the <laughs> gateway airport where all they literally have is Allegiant airlines i think yeah i i um so this is a tangent and then we can go to commercial uh, back when I was a, an Uber driver, like I picked someone up in Tempe and like, take me to the airport. And I'm like, all right, I know which airport you're going to. I need you to pull out your phone and look at the path. So you don't accuse me of ripping you off. And the guy's like, pulls out his phone. He's like, it's that far away. And I'm like, yes, it is that far away. So I could take you just, don't expect to go to Sky Harbor. It's like, 
okay, yeah, sure. And it was kind of a funny thing where I was like, I know that airport. You, you are not going to believe me when I say how far away it is. Yeah, no, it is It is way out of the way. I went. I actually drove by, by it not too long ago, and I was like, wow, it is all the way over there. And I live in Mesa, so. I used to live in Gilbert and work at that airport, so I know exactly where it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, also Mesa is huge, so that's. Massive. Yeah, it's the third largest city in Arizona, right? Yeah. Wow. Phoenix by, to like, space? I no, by, by population. So, and then by space, it's like, I think maybe the largest, but yeah. But by space, I would be surprised if it's not the largest. Either that or Tucson, because Tucson's also pretty big. It's really spread out. Um, anyways, that's that, 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 that tangent is over. Um, but like we said, expect an announcement soon. Um, and expect to, it's going to be the site and that they're going to be avoiding any public vote whatsoever, any kind of like public um, piece, just to make sure it's they, they they get it locked down. But once they announce it, by the way, that doesn't mean it's over. They still have to go through the finalizing the deals, of course. Yeah, um, it's it's never over until like puck drop on the season opener. Then I may believe that it's done. Like yeah. And even then, like I may just like expect them to be like, "All right, we made a mistake. Third, midway through the third period, we're shutting this down." <laughs> until uh, until the Stanley Cup is lifted in that arena. Yeah, yeah. And, until I die, like on my deathbed, I'll be like, uh, "Maybe the Coyotes are finally stable." Uh, just just gotta love that. Anyways, that's gonna be it for that discussion. Uh, we're gonna have to take a little bit of a preview, kind of get our thoughts. Our little quick thoughts on the Arizona Coyotes versus the Colorado Avalanche. We'll talk about that right after this. And today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level up the peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need, all the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible Items only, exclusions apply, eBay eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. All right, Carl, let's take a look now at the Coyotes versus the Avalanche because it is going to be a tough one. As I mentioned, they are continuing through the, the, uh, the Stanley Cup champions gauntlet of uh, having to go through each of the last five Stanley Cup champions. Um, and... And uh, Mike Gould made a point that, to be fair, and now, and you know, in terms of this gauntlet, two of these teams aren't like high caliber team as high caliber teams anymore. In the Blues and the Capitals, they're kind of just like mid now. Yeah. Um, but the other three teams that uh, the the Golden Knights, the Lightning, and the Avalanche are the more difficult ones. They beat the Golden Knights and the Lightning. Now they got the Avalanche coming up. Which, I mean, it, it's been, it was good to see the Coyotes play up to their competition. Like, 
I don't think either the Vegas game or the Tampa Bay game were perfect. Um, the team kind of was a bit too passive. Uh, they kept up with both teams, but they never really kind of dominated and took control. They did more so against the Lightning than they did against the Golden Knights, in my opinion. Uh, but two solid performances. Uh, I, I do kind of like a team that plays up to their competition. I just wish that they, you know, maybe were better in that Blues game. I mean, the Blues game, they weren't bad. They yeah. just, it's just, I mean, the defense just wasn't there. Um, they, um, they weren't seven penalties in two periods bad. Yeah, What's that bad? was, see, that was the issue. That was the main issue. I mean, I mean, because there was no defense on either side, let's be real. Um, so the issue was, yeah, taking all those penalties, and that's what killed them. Yeah, they could. They 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 had so much momentum, and then the penalties happened, and then it was gone. Um, they kind of fixed that up and tidied it up against Vegas and Tampa Bay. Um, Tampa Vegas, they still weren't perfect, but they still made. They, I mean, they still took. They still came home with the win, a a, uh, a shutout win for all that too. Yeah. Um, and then you have you know the game against the Lightning, which was a great game. Yeah, very good game. Uh, maybe the Coyotes best of the season. Uh, I'm not sure if that could be. Yeah, um, I, probably in the competition. Up there, up there. Um, and I feel like you know, getting two wins back to back against two of the top teams in the league is sure huge. Now you have to go against the best team in the Central Division and the, and a potential Stanley Cup favorite for this year. So that's going to be a huge challenge. Um, I mean, we don't know who's going to be in goal. Is it going to be even Ivan Prosvetov? Like, I mean, he's actually played pretty well for Colorado right now. Um, good for him. You know, so, um, I mean, well, he's kind of get thrown to the fire. Maybe they did. Maybe they maybe they put him up against the Coyotes against his former team. But I mean, like, you know, Ingram did well against his uh, the team that drafted him. So there, there's a logic in that. I, I am definitely kind of more concerned about who the Coyotes are going to start because, you know, you mentioned Vegas game. Shout out. Uh, Connor Ingram stood on his head against the Tampa Bay Lightning. There is, you know, at this point, it really does. The, the team requires a goaltender to, like, be a stable anchor for them, mm-hmm. which is not ideal in my experience. You don't want to be overly relying on your goaltender unless there's someone with like a proven track record yeah. for being and, amazing. I mean, you know, uh, Vimelki has been fine. He's been serviceable, like, you know, this season, but I feel like, and I think, I think that's the point that we're trying to get at is, is uh, Connor Ingram is kind of that de facto starter is like, how do you, you know, how, you know, how do you do that? Do you want to, you know, ride the hot hand and give it to Ingram? Yeah. I mean, I, I would, but at the same time, do you want to burn them out going against the top back to back to back, you know, like the top three teams in the league? Yeah. Do you want to give him three games in what? Uh, would be six days, like five yet, however many days. Like that's, it's a, it's a heavy workload for someone who was like previously just doing every other game. So I don't know that, that that's definitely like, you know, I'm glad I don't have to make that call on who to start. Um, I, I do kind of like, th- there was a conversation about Vimelka being like bad. And I, I do think that's a little misguided. I think he was facing 
tougher competition, mm-hmm. but that argument kind of went out the window when Ingram started like showing yeah. out the golden knight. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I like and and like I mentioned, I think Ingram. I I feel I feel Vimelka is serviceable. Um, I feel like he's uh, got some trade value. I feel like maybe that's something that they can work on, figure out what they can do because it seems like the Coyotes are gonna are gonna it's gonna be pretty comfortable having having uh, Ingram and Net as their as their de facto starter for now. But who knows? There could be a lot of things if you trade Vimelka. What's that? Who do you have as your backup if you trade for Melka? Who's ready to be that NHL backup? Well, I think though that's that's something that I think even a deeper discussion on, because um, I don't think you'd have to bring someone else in, yeah. like because I, I like as much as I, you know, you could take a look at what they have in Tucson. I just don't know if you would uh, would bring up Thornton yet or um, bringing on his name. Valalta, I wouldn't yeah. bring either either of them up quite yet. Keep them down there in Tucson, so you find somebody else. But that's something that obviously might be worked out through the trade market. Figure out exactly how how it might work out. Yeah, it it, it is one of those things where it's like such a tough call to make because like I don't know who the team is looking at for trading. I can only say that like moving the Malka may make sense from a roster management perspective at this point because i do think that he's good i do think he has value um i don't see an internal replacement but goalies are kind of easy to get on the trade market so i do think that there's a possibility for a move like that um but i also can see the team like just sticking with like a 1a 1b situation which is like who do you start that that's the question like who do the coyotes go with and whoever the Colorado avalanche goes with that to me is going to be the biggest sign. Like if they go with Prosvitov, I, I do kind of wonder, are they underestimating the team? We've seen what happens when good teams underestimate the coyotes, but how do you underestimate a team that just beat the Vegas Golden Knights and Tampa Bay lightning? That seems like it'd be bad scouting. So I don't want to bet on that. No. And especially since it's a home game too. So it's like making you even more, even more difficult. No, speaking of making, uh, uh, of a bad bet, Carl. Uh, I'm going to take a look at the odds really quick because uh, it's one of the things that uh, I, I just love to do on this show. I don't have a graphic this time, but the Colorado Avalanche are point and a half favorites, money line favorites at minus 184 at the time of this recording, plus 152 um, for the Coyotes. Total points still remaining at six and a half. Hmm. It's been kind of low scoring games previously, so. I don't know. I could potentially see betting the under on that. I'm with you. I think I think the under is like the safe one. I think it seems to be the favorite on the on based off the betting trends. Um, I, I feel like based off the the way the Coyotes have played the last two games, I'm not gonna. I I wouldn't pick them to win on the money line, but I will. I, I'd be comfortable betting the puck line spread. That plus one point five, saying they might lose by one or or win, so it's yeah. kind of like I I could definitely see it. Like the Coyotes have surprised me a number of times this season. They have beaten teams that they by all means should not, uh, and they have lost games to teams that they should not have lost games to. Um, so 
I do think that right now things are gelling well. There is a, a better consistency to the lineup, even with injuries to key players. Uh, like Sean Darcy was almost out last game, and I was like, no, you can't do this to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I can definitely see it. The idea that this is close is is not outside of the realm of possibilities for me. So I can respect those bets. I'm going to give a score prediction on this one. I'm going to say this one is going to end up uh, three to two avalanche. Okay. I'm going to go three, two coyotes. Might as well. Three, two coyotes. I like that. Yeah. Going bold on that one. I love it. Um, but that's the, those are our picks. Carl, where can, uh, where can uh, Locked On uh, Coyotes listeners find you? Sure. Uh, so the site, Five for Howling, uh, is the best place to go. Uh, right now, it's mostly just game coverage, so previews and recaps. However, I am constantly trying to add in more stuff. Like I said, I just did a article about just kind of some straight thoughts, 20 games in. Talked about, I think, eight different things. Um, you can also find me on Twitter. Uh, it's the word five, number four, word howling. Same address for Blue Sky. Uh, actually, this season, I think starting like three games in, all in-game updates have been on Blue Sky primarily um, because anytime you're on Twitter, you can see someone being like, hey, this goal just happened. Great move here. That's less so on Blue Sky, and it's kind of the platform that I'm looking to build right now. Hey, so, take taking advantage of a market that's not quite there yet. Yeah. So, yeah. set up set up my flag first. Uh, I do hope that eventually, like more people follow um, to that. I know that there is definitely some technical things, like we're not getting video of of the plays. I would like to see more, um, but yeah, that's where that's where to go. Perfect. And that's going to be it. For, so that's going to be it for today's episode of Locked on Coyotes. Thanks, Carl, for joining us in today's episode. If everyone liked what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube, Sirius XM, and ad-free on Amazon Music. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Locked on Coyotes, the app formerly known as Twitter, now known as X, at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. It's Robin with a Y underscore L-E-A-N-O. And uh, my co-host, Matthew Jacobson, who's not here today, is at the AZ Sports Guy. Interact with us, ask a question you might have. We might answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. (laughs) 